This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Shoftim. Parshas Shoftim, according to the Chinuch, contains 41 mitzvos, 14 positive mitzvos, and 27 restrictions. I'd like to focus this morning on two out of those 41 mitzvos, one positive and one restriction, namely, according to the Chinuch's count, Mitzvah 495, to listen to the rabbis, specifically to the Bezdin, meaning those that formulate Jewish law, and 496, not to deviate from their teachings. So to begin with, I think that we should all be aware that the Gemara at the end of Makos teaches us that the number 613 is universally accepted. What does that mean? What are exactly included within the 613 biblical commandments is subject to debate between the great codifiers and those that literally enumerated, such as the Rambam, Maimonides, and the Ramban challenges the Rambam on many instances, saying, wait a minute, this he forgot, and this should not be included. The Sefer HaChinuch follows most often the teachings of the Rambam in his count of the 613, and he tells us that in addition, there are seven mitzvos de Rabbanon, which means that in this week's parsha, where the Torah tells us that we are to listen to the to, to the teachings of the rabbis, Alpia Torah, Asher Yerucha, in accordance with the Torah which they teach you, the Allah Mishpat, that which they tell you the law, you shall follow. So there are seven mitzvos from the Rabbana. 613 plus 7 comes to Keser, which is the crown. And the crown of Torah is both the biblical and rabbinic mitzvos. What are the seven mitzvos de Rabbanon? The Chinuch lists them as one, to recite Hallel on the holidays. Two, to recite to read Megillas Esther on Purim. Three, to light Ner Hanukkah, the eight nights of Hanukkah. Four, to light Shabbos candles. Five, to wash our hands before the eating of bread. Six, to recite a bracha before benefiting from food and fragrance in this world and seven the mitzvah of Erov Erov Tchumin Erov Tavshilin these are the seven mitzvahs and indeed 
When we recite a bracha, for example, Asher Kitshonu B'mitzvot Sav, V'tzivonu, Lahadlik Ner, Shel Chanukah, which follows the same formula as Asher Kitshonu B'mitzvot Sav. He commanded us with His commandments. And V'tzivonu, He sanctified us with His commandments. And He commanded us to Likboa Mezuzah, to place a mezuzah on our doors, that is clearly biblical. When we recite Bitsivanu, Lahad Likneer, Shel Shabbos, what it means in that case is he commanded us to listen to the rabbis who in turn commanded us to light Neer Shabbos, Neer Hanukkah, etc. Now, the question is, I'd like to discuss for a moment that we get a better appreciation as to why. Why does the Torah give us this law? So the Chinuch explains how significant this law is, namely that each individual is different. Each individual is different in terms of their intellectual understanding, analysis, and therefore, if God were to give the Torah to each individual without this law that we are to follow the teachings of the rabbis, you would turn out that it would be each one's individual Torah. I understand the Torah this way, and I understand the Torah that way. And therefore, we are commanded, as in Parshas, Mishpatim, Acharei Rabim Lahatos, to follow the majority, the majority of those that are capable of rendering a halachic decision. And very interestingly, even if there's going to be a mistake on occasion, it is still better to have this system in place whereby we have a method of determining and following Jewish law rather than even the ultimate truth. What do I mean by that? Take out the Gemara in Bav Metziah 59b for a very famous story entitled Tanur Shel Achnoi. There was a debate among two very great rabbis, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. The specifics of the debate are secondary. Whether or not a particular oven could be, quote, kashered, made usable. Now, whatever Rabbi Eliezer said, the rabbis did not accept his opinion. And so Rabbi Eliezer, in frustration, said, if I'm right, let the carob tree in front of the base medrash prove me right. And sure enough, the carob tree uprooted from its place and took a walk down the block, Meya'ama, approximately 150 feet away. To which the rabbis said to him, forgive me, but we don't bring proof in accordance with Jewish law from a carob tree. He then went and said, let's take a little walk. And they went until the string, the stream of water which was near the yeshiva and Rabbi Eliezer said let the water prove me right and the water started to flow 
uphill. And they said, sorry, you can't bring proof from the flowing water. And then he said, okay, let the walls of the base Medrash prove me right. And the walls of the base Medrash started to lean as if to fall, at which point Rabbi Yoshua said, excuse me, if the rabbis are having a debate, what business of it is, is it of yours? And therefore, they did not fall down in honor of Rabbi Yoshua. They did not go back in honor of Rabbi Eliezer. And now, what happened next, says the Talmud, if... I'm right, said Rabbi Eliezer, Let heaven prove me right. And sure enough, a voice came out of the heaven and said, What do you want with Rabbi Eliezer? The halacha is like him. Now I ask you, when God himself says, The halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer, what's there to say? So I'll tell you what's there to say. Rabbi Yoshua jumped up and he says, he says three words, Lo he. At the end of Parshas Nitzavim, the Torah says, the Torah is, quote, not in heaven. Or now we understand it to mean it's no longer in heaven. It means that God gave us rules, says Rebbe Yoshua, and the rules of follow the majority prevail, and even if God is saying that the halacha is like Rebbe Eliezer, we're still going to follow the majority. The Gemara tells us that one of the rabbis, Rabbi Nosan, met Elio Anavi. I don't know what you would ask Elio Anavi, but Rabbi Nosan asked Elio, tell me, what was God's reaction to this? And God smiled, he was laughing, and he said, Nitzchuni bonai nitzchuni. Literally, my children have prevailed over me, meaning they've used the laws of my Torah, quote, against even me, and... This is the idea that Torah prevails, and maybe as well you can understand the word Nitzchuni coming from Netzach, that as a result of this there is Nitzchios, there is eternity to our people, because we have a way of determining and resolving Jewish law. Now the question is, what are these rabbinic laws based on? And I'd like to suggest, as is suggested by Rabbi Hanan Wasserman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, in his Kuntras, whereby he says that in conjunction with the understanding of how to appreciate Losasur. In his Kuntras Divrei Sofrin, Reb Elchanan teaches the following, that after all, where are these rabbinic mitzvos coming from? And he suggests something which is fantastic, namely that in keeping with what we find in chapter 18 of Mesilas Yisharim if somebody loves somebody else they do not do for them only the bare minimum but rather they want to go beyond that which they ask for his mushal is that if the father only hints 
at that which he wants without even spelling it out, then the child who loves their father is only too happy to comply with the wishes and the desire of the father. And so, the mitzvos, the Rabbanon, where do they come from? They come from Avas Hashem. They come from our great love for God. And our love for God cannot be contained just by our performing the 613, but we want to please Him in every which way, and therefore we have the additional mitzvos of the rabbis. Now, how do we know whether these additional mitzvos are correct or not? Therefore, the Gemara in Shabbos, page 23a, when it discusses the bracha for Ner Hanukkah, and we say, Asher Kitshanu be mitzvosavitzivanu, he commanded us. Where did he command us? So the first opinion is this week's parsha lo sasur, meaning not to deviate from what the rabbis tell us. And the second opinion comes from Ha'azinu in chapter 32, verse 7. Sha'ala Literally, you shall literally ask your father and he will relate it to you your elders, the rabbis and they will tell you the rabbis are the barometer as to telling us this is pleasing to Hashem and this is not pleasing to Hashem and this is so significant namely we are now in the month of Elul Elul is Anilododi Vadodi Li. Namely, I am for my beloved and he is for me. And this is in keeping with the second verse of Shira Shirim. Namely, what does one lover say to the next one? Kitovim Dodecha Miyoyin. Literally, more is your love to me and your embrace to me than wine. The rabbis understand this to mean Chavivim. Divrei Sofrim Midivrei Torah. Literally, that the words of our rabbis are even dearer than. Of course, there is biblical laws and there is rabbinic law. But number one, the rabbis help us understand the biblical law. But B, the rabbinic laws demonstrate our greater love for God. And that's why in Elul we are to focus on this reciprocity. What we do for Him and therefore in return how he showers and shows his love for us. And so, this week's parsha of Parshas Shoftim enables us to appreciate, as we are now at the beginning of the month of Elul, of that very special rapport, the privilege of being a part of Hashem's Torah with its very careful laws in terms of governing the judicial process as to how it is eternal and the privilege that each of us have to be part of this eternity. Shabbat Shalom to all.